Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I am the third Pablo Torre in a lineage of otherwise very highly accomplished physician Pablo Torres. Oh, wow. And my dad would get questions when he's like using his credit card somewhere, like a deli. Like, are you related to the other Pablo Torre? Ah. It's like, okay, so this is a thing. Yeah. Well, well there's a this soccer a player thing. too, right? And, and so, soccer oh player? God, don't get me started on <laughs> okay. that guy. Yeah, no, that guy, <laughs> that guy, that guy and I have... I have things that I need to hash out with that guy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. I want a piano. Sid, Sid. want a piano. I want a piano. How do you feel? This is absolutely crazy. (laughs) It was such a great moment. That it, I'm glad I captured it on video. Film, on I said film. We don't do film anymore. <laughs> well, I guess sort um, of. on video because your reaction was so perfect. Okay, was well, it was so perfect. Let's back up. Okay. okay. All right. Welcome to the Loyal Littles podcast. The we're, day after. The day after, or two days two after, days I after. guess now. And we're fresh off Jingle Palooza. Is that what they're calling it now? Jing- La- Wait, pal- yeah, Jingle, yeah, Jingle Palooza. I think was the other mm-hmm. cute name we found. It was yep, Jingle like Fest, that. obviously. Yep, but it lasted so many days that yeah. it's like a Palooza. Well, yeah. we kicked it off. I'm calling it. We officially kicked it we off last it. Tuesday with one of our best episodes we've ever had, Pablo Torre. Yes. The favorite son, as some <laughs> call him. And we have to start there quickly, okay? The reviews are in. The reviews were fabulous. We heard from Dan Burnt, episode 30. He said, fabulous episode. You guys with Pablo was just great. Brian Becker, episode 83. Pablo's laugh at learning about Chuck Todding brought a huge smile to my face. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Dave Schramm, episode 225. Excellent pod today, guys. Wish it was longer. Well done. Bobby Gottfried, episode 12. Pablo is 100% correct on the bidet front. 10 out of 10 answer. No notes. Lee Gordon, episode 80. Pablo is 100% right about the bidet. It will change your life. So let's pause there for a second. Okay. Sid. Yes. Have you ever used a bidet? Yes. <laughs> Did it change your life? It, you know what? My memory of a bidet is being a kid and playing with it, not knowing that's what it was for at my <laughs> godfather's house. I'm sorry, what? Yes. My cousins and I having no idea what it was for <laughs> and really not knowing until years later. I don't even know if my dad was listening. You didn't think it was like a drinking fountain, did that. you? No. Luckily, <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing like that. Okay. But So you didn't really use it the way you're supposed to use it is what you're saying. No, but I mean, I have... Wow, my goodness, this feels so vulnerable on the podcast. <laughs> I, I have before. Yeah, I would say it's life-changing. Thank you. Is that I always have, that life-changing? Yeah, I have not. I'm she's kind gonna, of scared of it. She's scared. Oh. She's scared to try it. I feel like I'm going to like squeal when it needs it to happen. happen. It needs to happen. Will. You probably will. Like, ooh. Yeah, you probably will. You probably will. <laughs> but it's amazing. That's all I can say. <laughs> I, we just had to pause there. Now, Lee Gordon also got his Loyal Littles podcast jersey. Okay. Yes. Now, when I say that, Littles, he went upon, you know, he went upon himself and just designed it himself, the whole thing. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. We are in the process of getting that going. We yeah. have to get it going. We've yeah. had enough people now because I searched it out a little while ago. And of course, there has to be a minimum. Uh-huh. And it's tricky because these are not shirts. You know, Littles, this is not something we're going to make money off of because how you make money is you print 500 shirts and you sell them for like double what you pay. Right. right? Okay. Right. Well, these shirts are all going to be individual because everyone's going to, I would think if you want the Jersey, you're going to want your own episode number. You're yeah. not going to want to wear someone else's. So that's not what this is about. 
and he had his own made, and I loved it personally because he used the Red Sox font. font. Yeah, it's great. But that's not the route we're going. Okay? Right. And he knows. We talked all about this, and mm-hmm. you know, he he's fine. He was just like, well, I just wanted to have my own jersey. I was like, yeah. I was kind of bummed because he ordered it thinking it was going to be ready for Jingle Fest, and it wasn't. Yeah. So that was kind of a bummer. But he got it when he got home. I think it was yesterday yep. and he sent us a picture and it looks it's really fun cool. so but we're gonna get those going and we're gonna start getting pre-orders i guess is how we'll say of who wants a jersey yeah with your and episode number. yeah oh absolutely yeah so how fun is that next let's let's continue with the pablo stuff we heard from mike wolf he said nice to see you're going all out with the promotion for the last episode pablo tori and then he sent me a picture of the brooklyn museum exhibit and it says pablo matic and it's got, pic- I don't know, it was just very funny. I mean, he tr- you had to see the picture. I'm, t- I'm holding it up for News Channel 12 right now. He also says, I used to be his IT guy when we both worked at Sports Illustrated. Whoa. How cool is that? Wait, that's fun. And then cool. he says, still not angry, still peppy. Okay. Peppy, that's the word. Peppy. Then we heard from Tiny Chuck. Ooh. Please tell me I'm not the only one referencing SNL sweaty balls, listening to your interview with Ritz falafel balls. <laughs> Come on. Quote, dipping my balls in the white sauce? Too much? Tiny Chuck. (laughs) All right. Then we have a correction. Now, this one's for Ritz. This is from Roop Sharma, episode 48. Roop. Ritz, you had a cheering contest at the falafel eating contest? How did you do both at one time? (laughs) Okay. We get it. We get it. He misspoke. The important thing is we now know Ritz is human. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Roop, for pointing that out. It happens. It happens. You caught that. Sweaty balls, schwit happens. Is that how you can say it? Schwit <laughs> happens. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Now I don't know quite how to continue because we have to get into Jingle Fest. I think our open and close are going to be all about Jingle Fest. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because so much went on. But one of the coolest things, let's, let me open with this because I was going to play this. So Ritz was obviously really super bummed. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Now he missed out on a lot of things. But the one thing I know most people know this because you've heard the big show yesterday as well. Nigel made an appearance he at did. Jingle Fest. Yeah. At Jingle Fest, Now, we're yeah. going to jump all up. We're going to go back to the beginning for us, okay? But this was how sweet Nigel was. Mm-hmm. I explained to him. He took a picture with all of us. Yeah. And I said, our other co-host, Ritz, is going to be so jealous. And he actually, he, you know, he's like, oh, what's his name? And I said, well, his name's Mike Ritz, but we call him Ritz on the podcast, blah, blah, blah. He's like, give me your phone. <laughs> all right, Mike, this is Nigel. I can't believe you're not here, mate. I mean, I'm bloody here. Everyone's here, and you're not here. I don't know what you're doing, but you're missing out. And, you know, quite frankly, this stinks. That's all I'm going to say. But seriously, Mike, thank you for listening to the show. Love you, mate. Come say hi. Come see the show. Love you. So how sweet is that? That was, that was awesome. Great. Rich, that was you owe so me big great. time. That's I know. Oh, that Ritz, was so cool. I mean, you owe Nigel big time, but you owe me big time. Because <laughs> I'm the one that kind of thought of it. And he, actually, he was the one that actually jumped in and was like, hey, you want me to record something? I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. my God. No, that was amazing. Okay, so now let's back up. Okay. The reason Sid's here is because first time. At Jingle Fest with all of us. This was our second time, so we kind of knew what to expect. Yeah. But we want to get your insight. We want to get, we're going to get all our insights. But so let's back up. So we decided, Sid graciously offered up her car so we could all drive down and bring our golf clubs. And so we went down Thursday night thinking, you know, hopefully we're going to do Jingle Golf. Yeah. So now I know, Sid, you wanted to give a shout out to Smitty Scoop. Yes. And his lovely wife. Yes. Liz for the mm-hmm. hosting. Mm-hmm. I was going I was looking at you cuz I was yeah, going to let you do that. Yeah, they were wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I was letting you that's start it off. That's <laughs> right. But so we they live about a couple miles very close to the golf course where we were going to be doing jingle golf. Yeah. So we figured it would make the most sense to stay as close as possible cuz we were getting down there late Thursday. Yep. 
And it actually all worked out almost perfectly, except the weather. Because we didn't realize that Littles hit rock bottom. Is that what it was called? Yes. Yeah. That happened to be on the way to their house, which is near the golf course. Right. So we're like, oh, well, we haven't eaten yet. Let's stop in there. And so we did that. And we stayed for about an hour, right? I think maybe maybe Mm -hmm. a little more. And that was cool because Michael yeah. Sands was there. Yes. We got to see Michael Sands again yeah. this year. So that's two for two on that. And for I us. knew who he was this time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's very exciting. And we got some really cool news that his older brother is actually a fan of our podcast. Yeah. I don't know if he started listening when Michael was on that Maybe. one time. But he likes it. He knows of Tony. And so he yeah. started listening. So I was telling him, obviously, a dream for us is to get Sandsy on our podcast. Uh-huh. And if we could get his older brother, then we'd have the, the trio. Yeah, that would be our that'd first be very fun. trio sibling yep, group yep. on the podcast. So, yep. All right. So, Sid. Yes. We get to Little Hit Rock, rock Bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what, what are your, what's your thought process with all this? My overall, I mean, recapping the weekend, I'm blown away by how kind and welcoming all the littles were. Yep. I mean, I went in not knowing a whole lot about mm-hmm. this community. And everybody was so welcoming. They were so kind. And I had the best time. I really Yay. did. The littles are <laughs> wonderful. But like when you walk into Rock Bottom. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, that's Going not back. really a good example. Because when we got there, it was still early. There was only probably like 20 people, maybe, maybe 25 uh, people. Maybe. And they were so. spread out because the darts were like down the way a little bit. Yeah. There was a pool table. There yep. was kind of groups. So maybe that's not such a... I was just kind of looking for the initial shock of what is happening right now. Right. But yeah, so I mean, it was really just like a hang. It was pretty casual. Yeah, Yeah. so there wasn't Mm -hmm. any type of shock. I mean, I got a name tag, which was really cool. Yes. I I surprised you with that. Uh That was nice. Uh, And it says third wheel on it, It right? It does, yeah. Yeah. So we all had our name tags out. We hung out. And then we went down to Smitty Scoops. Yep. And spent the night there. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, the weather changed our plans. Yes. So, unfortunately, and I'm really bummed because we just found out yesterday that Michael says he was going to be playing jingle golf this That's year. That's what I would have thought he was going to yeah, do. Yeah. Out he of was all the things. Come to any yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. what I was thinking, too. Yeah. But unfortunately, shout out to Shad in DC. Yeah. Um, for, for all that work he did putting that all together. Right. And then, unfortunately, it all kind of fell through because our tea times were canceled. Yep. Yeah. And he actually then hosted a breakfast. At his house yeah. instead. Yep. Unfortunately, we were all the way over by the, the golf other course side. <laughs> of D.C. And by the time we fought traffic to get on the other side of D.C., we were afraid the breakfast would be over and we right. just wouldn't be able to do all that. We knew we were going to see everyone else later on at Mingle yeah. Fest and yep. stuff like that. Yep. So we get our stuff together. We go check into the hotel. Lovely hotel. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really have much time because luckily... As always, Bonnie got it done. Yeah. And actually, shout out Dina Damascus because she's the one that set it up for us. Right. That we all got to go to watch PTI. Yes. Okay. Now, this was like, I'm going to say life-changing for me. Okay. This is a show I've watched for so long, yeah. over a decade. Yeah. It was fun to see you walk in and just look at everything. I mean, I I have my yeah. perspective of it, but for you to have been a fan and a watcher and listener from you know pretty much day one... And it was your first time seeing all of the things like live and in person. And it was really, it was really cool for me to see it through your eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was great. And the biggest treat was we originally of course thought, because Tony said he's going away for the week. They didn't do a podcast on Friday. Yeah. But because of the weather, they stayed home. So we got Tony and Mike. Now, obviously they weren't in studio. Right. Uh, Mike was on the West coast. Tony's in his basement. Yep. But we got to see the... Well, first, we got to go on the set, and we that got great pictures so cool. and stuff. We saw our monkey. I know. 
That was great. We got to see the Emmys. Yep. And get some pictures. Yeah. That's great. So, I mean, Bonnie, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Bonnie Burko, episode 150. Yes. Riddles, mm-hmm. And she really got it done. Yeah. Because then we got to watch the show from the control room. Yes. Okay. So we're seeing everything. I'm, I'm sitting right behind the director. I think her name was Ashley. Ashley, yep. And brilliant. Watch, mm-hmm. listening her call the show. And I have great videos of this. It was so cool for me because yeah. that's Littles. That's basically what I do for live theater up here right. in New York. Right. And But to see a pro like her do it. And television is so different. It's so different. It's so different than what we do. Mm-hmm. But it's basically the same thing. For I don't know me, if that it makes was sense, hearing but. her and Bonnie yeah. counting down their own countdowns at the same time. How they don't mix Screw up numbers. Up. Yeah. And right. Like I would be so bad at that. And when we say what they're counting, Littles. So if you watch PTI. You know, Tony and Mike are talking, but then they cut to a video of right. like the play that right. they're talking about. And those segments are usually, and if you want to go back seconds. to episode 12, Bobby Gottfried, mm-hmm. he went into how he had to, when he was interning there, he had to get all that footage and put it together for yeah. them. So then they'd have it for the show. Right. And so then what they're doing is counting down so the cameramen know, okay, in 10 seconds, nine seconds, we're going to cut back to Tony and Mike. Right. They need to know how much longer the video is going to roll yep. until it runs out. So then they know that they have to go to Tony, you know, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And seeing the official clock. So and, intriguing. Oh, it was so cool. So, so freaking intriguing. And then, of course, it was highlighted by us not being able to get out the door we came in because across the street at the Mayflower. Yes, the president of the United States is paying a visit for something I don't know. Yeah, Joe's car is right outside with like SWAT teams, of hey, course. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, crap, we can't get out to get to Minglefest. Are you a little? You want to be on the show? <laughs> I mean, right? So luckily, we had a back door type yes. of thing. We went through the parking garage, but they had to like yeah. open this garage door for us to get out. Oh, it was so fun. It was kind of hilarious. So fun. And so then we just went back to the hotel and got ready for Minglefest. Uh huh. Should we pause there? Sure. I feel like it's already time to get to our people. Okay. We knew this was going to be a long one, but we have so much to get into. We have shout outs to get to. So don't go anywhere because this was such a great experience. I don't know why it was so different, but it Mm. was. It felt like for us. But we're obviously going to get more perspective from Sid, a first timer. So don't go anywhere, Littles. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, it's Frank Lynch from Park City, and I am listening to the Loyal Little Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. This was sent in to us by Loyal Little, episode 239, Alex Budin. And this is actually Alex's cousin, Nick Shaheen, who, of course, gave us permission to play it. And this song is called Don't Give Up On Me. Totally has that million-dollar quartet vibe. That's all I thought of when I first heard this. It's such a great song. We're going to be hearing a lot more from Nick 
We got a couple more songs sent in by him, which we're very grateful for. But in the meantime, if you like what you hear, make sure you head on over to Facebook and give them a follow over there. It's facebook.com backslash Nick Shaheen Music. And that is N-I-C-K-S-H-A-H-E-E-N-M-U-S-I-C. And most importantly, we will play the full song, Don't Give Up On Me, at the end of the podcast. It's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Yeah, just. Last minute. I know. This was this great. Hours ago. Hours. Hours. Now, we were trying to set stuff up, but I guess he's going away next week. We're going to find out about that. But I was like, hey, let's do it tonight. Yeah. Please why welcome not? to the podcast, Jim Johnson. Hey, JJ. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for having me tonight. Oh, oh thanks for being our here. Our pleasure. Now, you prefer JJ, right? JJ is probably the name most people know me by. Yeah. Okay. Love now, it. I've always been jealous of people like that, Roxy. <laughs> I've always wanted... Well, we had another one... Oh, er, man, Chuck. What? (laughs) No, we have another one that we just interviewed recently, and they have, like, a great little nickname and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, and Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just always wanted the, I don't know, some kind of hook, you know, short CC. That's kind of funny. When uh, I moved from Lexington, Kentucky to Chattanooga about 12 years ago, and when I moved, I decided I wanted a nickname, so I told everyone my name was JJ. And that's what I'm known as now. So when I go back to Lexington, I'm still Jim. But down in Chattanooga, I'm JJ. Nice. Oh, okay. Now, well, we're going to get there. Well, let's start Let's start there. Let's meet you. Take us way back. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Things like that. Okay. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Went to Tennessee Tech, which is in Cookville, Tennessee, a tiny little town. Yep. Got an engineering degree. At the time, engineering jobs were hard to find. I found one in Lexington, Kentucky with the plan of going there for two or three years and moving back to Nashville. And I was there for 27 years. <laughs> <laughs> but now you said Chattanooga? Yeah, about 10 years ago, I moved to Chattanooga. Okay, because I thought you were still in Lexington. So mm. already I'm learning stuff, Roxy. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go back a little bit. I know exactly where Cooksville is. My family retired down to Hartsville, Tennessee. You probably don't know where that is. It's near Lebanon. Yes, I do. Yeah. Nice. Yep. I used to go camping and camping at Cedars Lebanon State Park when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Now, nice. do you remember the park we went to? Fall Creek Falls. Fall Creek Falls. Oh, that's a beautiful park. Oh, yeah. my God. It was, it was highly recommended. Yeah. Now, like I said, we're from up here in New York City. So yeah. I would go down because my, my parents have both passed away, but I still have two sisters down there. Mm-hmm. And when I was going down, it was during COVID, actually. Yeah, we went down yeah. to kind of take care of my dad. Yeah. And that was one of the places that people were like you really have to go and yeah littles i don't know if it was beautiful gorgeous yeah the know. waterfall oh my gosh if the wildsmiths have never been there they need to go yeah so gonna, i can't think of other ones off the top of my head well uh flowers is from down there jeff flowers yep mm-hmm. uh you've got a lot of locals down there and chattanooga is a good town too i've been there many times too as well great aquarium i've never been you know the choo-choo though right i sure do all right now you said you stayed in lexington for that long yeah i moved to lexington Went to work for an engineering company, and a few years later, bought into that engineering company with ownership in the company. It kept me in Lexington, Kentucky for a long time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Okay. Now, you were talking, as little know, we always talk off air before we come on and stuff. Now, you were telling us about some of these things that you got in, into. Now, one was called the trail systems. What is that exactly? Well, I enjoy mountain biking. And in Lexington, Kentucky, there aren't very many good places to mountain bike. You really need, you need miles and miles of trails. And I got involved in helping get a trail system built just outside of Lexington. And we built about six miles of trail in about six months. And since then, that trail system has been expanded to almost 15 miles of trail. Oh. And just gives good outdoor opportunities for people that like to hike, mountain bike, and Chuck, I think you're a runner. Is that right? I was. I still am, but not as hardcore as I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Did you ever trail run? No. You know, I found it, it was harder. There was you one need time. the right shoes, Chuck. All right. Enough with the <laughs> shoes. Right? No. <laughs> Roxy's trying to get into running, but she feels that she needs 15 pairs of shoes before she can even start. Yeah. And so, like, why don't we try it out? See how it goes. And then we'll buy the piece. But no, seriously, in a very famous episode I put on here, I talked about my one and only. Uh, what are those called? Triathlons. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the last part was the running is where I made up everything. It's a long story how the swimming went, but the running part, I'd say it was only, it was a, it was a mini triathlon. So I think it was like a 5k was the run, okay. maybe a 10k. And half of it was in grass and on just not pavement. Mm-hmm. And I hated life mm-hmm. for some reason. I just couldn't get into it. I always thought I would like it because every time I was running in those trails, I would think of myself, uh, do you remember the movie Meatballs? Yes. Okay. So the final scene, and it, well, not the final, final scene, but you know what I'm talking about. The climax of the show, the, the movie actually was Rudy, right? Rudy Rittiger? Is that what his name? No, that's, that's, from, uh, that's from Rudy. Uh, what, what was the, do you remember the kid's name? Uh, it's a long time ago. Yeah, right? Oh, Littles are screaming into their devices right now. All right. What's the kid's name in Meatballs, Littles? Email us. Um, Let us know. And, and anyway, I thought it was Rudy. I really did think it. I think it's Rudy. Not, uh, that's not his last name. But anyway, you know, that trail run they do through the woods. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're talking about? That kind of stuff? Yeah. Trail running is pretty popular um, here in Chattanooga because there's so many trails right, available. Sure. So people will just, instead of going and running on the street or on a sidewalk, they'll run on a trail instead. Mm-hmm. And they're surprisingly fast. Oh, I'm sh- yeah. I mean, it must be hard though, right? Yeah, I think it's harder. I don't trail run. I'm not built for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I, yeah. My, me, my, <laughs> me as well, I feel like. But yeah, no, I've always been intrigued by it because there were, when I was doing half marathons a lot, but there were some uh, running tr- races in the Nashville area that are trail runs. Yeah. That I always thought maybe, but then I'd have to buy a new pair of shoes and I'm like, I'm not doing that. So anyway. <laughs> uh, so this is something you and your, your company designs? No, this was a this was a hobby. Oh, this was just this, a hobby. Okay. Oh wow. This was just a hobby. So I I helped build the trail system, kind of led the effort in Lexington, Kentucky. Then I moved to Chattanooga and happened to be right next to a university that has a mountain and got to know some of the people there and we were able to develop a trail system there as well. Hmm. And so I guess in my life I've helped add about thirty miles of trails. And I feel pretty good about that. That's yeah, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, yeah, new opportunities for people. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And, and like I said, there's some really big races out there mm-hmm. that do these. Mm-hmm. And we've had a bunch of runners on the show. Yes. Uh, including some that go across the entire country, North America. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Wow. Yeah, I can't even imagine. But all right, well, listen, let's get into now your fandom. So how did you become a little and all that stuff? Well, I go way back, somewhere around 1996. I used to listen to a lot of sports radio 
and there was a show on ESPN called The Fabulous Sports Babe. And it wasn't a great show, but every now and then she would take a vacation or disappear and they would substitute this guy who I didn't know, but his show was real good and it was Kornheiser and I didn't know it. And that was the first time that I heard him. Then, then of course, I, when he actually got an ESPN show, um, I was able to listen to him there. And that's also when you could also listen to the show on the internet. Right. And I started listening to the show on the internet. And of course, one of the fun things there was if you were on the internet, you could listen right through the breaks. Hmm. And getting to hear Tony in the breaks, you could, you essentially got to see how the sausage was, was made. You yeah, could find yeah. out right. what was going to happen next, how they were getting guests. But then sometimes Tony would go on a rant and he would get so angry. Yep. And they did not have a no cussing rule on the <laughs> yep. breaks. And uh, they, they let them fly. That's so great. Yeah, Bill LaHecka actually hooked me up with a few of those recordings because yeah. I'd never heard of those. Right. And yeah, I was shocked you know because i only know tony in the afterlife i guess is how i'll say it <laughs> but um but yeah no no i can imagine though you know when he was younger and everything and yeah. going off and uh and then you knew him from the sports reporters and things like that right yeah I, I watched the sports reporters um actually had a little bit of confusion about who he was and that uh was part of the first email that i ever sent to tony that he read and actually laughed and it <laughs> made me very very happy now i have that here should we read it for the littles it's been a while Let's give it a try. All right. So it says, Mr. Tony, I tuned into the sports reporters on Sunday to listen to your banter with your colleagues. Imagine my surprise when the name Bob Ryan appeared under your image. If that is not you, then who the hell are you? I know you aren't Lupica. Are you that fat guy? Jim Johnson, Lexington, Kentucky. Now, I, I'm assuming I'm trying to figure this out. It was just a graphic error, I'm assuming. No, it was indeed Bob Ryan. I thought that's who Tony Kornheiser was. Oh, oh my gosh. So this I tuned in the sports reporters because I knew Kornheiser was on it yeah. fairly regularly, but I had not put two and two together and I'd never seen him before. And I thought Bob Ryan was Tony Kornheiser. Oh my, this is hilarious. Sir. That's funny. We have a connection. Okay. <laughs> For the longest time, I thought, I think it was this way. I think I thought David Aldridge was Chris Eliza and vice versa. Oh. Like, because you, <laughs> you only hear their voices. Yeah. And I don't remember how it alluded, if Gary alluded to one of them and then maybe the other guy cut him off. Like he said, hey, Chris, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then David Aldridge jumped in or something. So I just assumed it was Chris <laughs> or I thought it was Chris or whatever. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Cause that's exactly what happened to me. And for the longest time, I had no idea until after, I don't remember how it happened. I think it was when I saw a picture of them online. Mm -hmm. And I saw, you know, someone had written who was who. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like such an idiot. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that would really confuse your David Aldridge moment. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So maybe I have had a David Aldridge moment and I just don't know because it was a crystallism moment. No, I don't think so. We'll go but. check the flow chart. <laughs> so, right, exactly. So, all right. And then you, you had on the form, you had another email. Let's read that one. It, this was the second one. I've only had two read, read as well, so we have that in common as well. Uh, it says, Mr. Tony, I enjoyed your interview with Junior today. Funny how he turns the sports story he covers into something about himself. Anyway, that is what I was thinking as I sat in my corner office downtown and I saw William Shatner walk by on the street. Jim Johnson. Nice. Go into that one a little bit. Do you remember it? Well, I didn't really see William Shatner. Well, I didn't think so. But Junior Feinstein always turns every story into something about himself. <laughs> and Tony used to make fun of him a lot. Of course, he's not on the show anymore. Yeah. I guess there's some contractual thing. But 
but he used to be on a lot. And although my, my impression always was that Tony had a love, not hate, but love mockery relationship with him or something. Right. And he would always talk about how Feinstein would turn everything into a story about himself. So that's where that came from. I gotcha. And now the emails back then were a little bit different too, right? Yeah. They, it was actually a little bit easier to get your email read. The emails usually were about that particular day's show. Mm -hmm. So you had to listen to the show, think of your email and send it in before the show was over. Right. That meant that there weren't people who were thinking about theirs and wordsmithing theirs and making them just perfect. Instead, you kind of had to, <laughs> who you had to rush them in. And I did better in that environment. Oh, I don't do okay. as well in this environment. I haven't had an email read in about 10 years. Okay. Right. But back then, I had some read. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that, you know, it's so funny. I know that you're right for a fact because I've done it many times. I know people have now that they know. I'm on. I don't know if they think I have some in, which I we've very clearly said we have none. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they're always at like, what do you think I should do? Is that this? Is, there are some tricks that I. It's funny. Tony Beeson wrote me one time, and he was like, I think I figured it out. And he was like, and then like five days, There's like, like a formula. And then like three days later, <laughs> he wrote, he's like, he's, nope. like, he's like, nope, nope. Uh, but there are some tricks I think that you know help get it. To, to the next level, well, maybe. full disclosure, we've told this story, so we won't go too deep into it. But Roxy once actually sent an email to the big show, and she showed it to me first. And I literally looked at her. I said, do you really want this read? She's like, of course. I said, let me let me work on it. Yeah. And so I changed a few things and added a few things to kind of make sure that it had make a it shot. Make it more enticing to yeah, read. Right. Mm -hmm. Just little references to the show and little... Because I didn't know. I literally, I wrote a very standard, generic... She was trying to get Chuck a birthday shout out. It's his birthday. It Could you please wish him a happy birthday? Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and he was like, you're kidding, right? <laughs> I was like, that's never going to get me. So, uh, I, think, I think part of the difference was when they had to be written live, they probably only got... I don't know, 20 or 30 of them. That's true. I bet yeah. they get hundreds of them with right. each episode now. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Yeah. But That's I think there is something to be said about, you know, having time to think versus not having time to think too much. Right. And sometimes if you just don't think about it too much, just do it, send it, done. And sometimes that's a yeah. better way. Don't even think about it. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, listen, JJ, real quick before we have to take a quick break, where's your sports fan and what's your favorite sport? Things like that. Well, I'm probably an NFL fan. Okay. Most. Now, I grew up in Nashville and didn't have a team. Mm -hmm. So I've got a theory about how people select teams that live in areas that don't have professional sports teams. Okay. I think you can track it by people's ages. I became a sports football fan a little bit younger than most of my friends. So I was a Miami Dolphins fan. So I was coming off of the unbeaten 72 season oh, right. and I became a Dolphins fan. Most of my friends were Cowboys or Steelers fans because mm -hmm. about three or four years later, the Cowboys and the Steelers were good. Yeah. So I grew up a Dolphins fan. When the Titans came to Nashville, I became a Titans fan. Excellent. But in general, I'm just a fan of the NFL. Okay. I'll right. watch any game. Yeah. Gotcha. And so not a Predators fan or anything like that though? Well, I've got a son-in-law who is a, huge Tampa Bay Lightning fan. So I'm a bit of a Lightning fan. With him. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I nice. just knew the Predators were pretty good for a couple of years mm -hmm. there. And, and I have a, I have a friend who's a diehard for some odd reason. He lives here in New York, but he's, <laughs> he just became a hockey fan the year they came into the league. And he yeah. was like, yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> That's literally how he did it. 
<laughs> I was like, okay, good for you. And for me, it was good. It was fun because, you know, my family was down there. Part mm-hmm. of my family was down mm-hmm. there. So anyway. All right. Well, listen, we've got a lot more to get into because JJ here, Roxy, has his own podcast. Oh. So we're going to get into all that. He's Great. got maybe a fun game for us. We're, we might try it. Okay. So we're going to tease that. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have JJ with us. Yes. All the way from Chattanooga Choo <laughs> Choo. Sorry. I, I'm sure you've heard that a bazillion times. He's yes, like, I have. Get off my lawn. He's yeah. like, okay, I get it. All right. But lots more to get into. Seriously. Let's get into your podcast. Now, it's called the Competition Committee, correct? That's correct. Okay. I've actually already listened to an episode of this. Are you impressed? I don't know. The I heard your ridiculous is, you take impressed? on the last two minutes of the NFL. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. So you want to talk, why don't you talk, tell us a little bit about that? Because you have a co-host with that, right? I do. I do it with my son-in-law, Parker. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Okay. We're just getting started. I think we're about eight episodes in. We tried to create a podcast where we wanted to look at changes you could make to sports that would make sports more fun for the fans. So we do a lot of thought exercises. We think about how could we make football better? How could we do this? We even tried to answer one of Tony's concerns. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but earlier this year, Tony said that the Super Bowl had the deadest crowd of any football game. Mm-hmm. And I, I had never thought about that before, but we thought about that and we said, how could you solve that problem? And our proposal to solve that problem is that the NFL should hold 24,000 tickets and not sell them until the teams are known and then sell 12,000 of those tickets to people in Philadelphia and 12,000 of those tickets to people in Kansas City. And of course, they would offer it to people who are season ticket holders first. And they also should make these tickets non-transferable so people can't just buy them and make money. Right. They ought to do it so that you end up with each end of the stadium, one end of the stadium is cheering for the Eagles and the other end of the stadium is cheering for Kansas City. The NFL still makes the same amount of money because they're still going to get full ticket price for it. I just think that would be a great way to make the stadium rock on the Super Bowl. Yeah, and how cool for the fans of those two teams. But I'm also thinking of the logistics. Is that really even possible? Like, how do you prove that you're a... Fi- I guess, you're, like you said, they'd be season ticket holders, mm-hmm. right? Se- season ticket holders. Yeah. You, only, you offer them to season ticket holders randomly. Yep. And if they, they say yes or no, they're buying a ticket that's non-transferable. If they say no, then it goes to the next season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that in both of those cities, you'll find 12,000 season oh, ticket sure. holders that want to go to the Super Bowl. That would make the trip, too. It depends where it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So we look at things like that, yeah. thought exercises. How could we solve problems that, that sports have? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not real technical. It's more thought exercise kind of fun. That's what we do. Okay. Well, the first thing I thought of when you said that was because I, I actually kind of want to come back. I, I don't want to bore Roxy to death here, but because I was being honest, I listened to that one. At the, I think it was your most recent episode with the two minutes at the end of every game. But do you know about totally changing the topic here? The, is it the Savannah, Savannah Bananas? Oh, yes. Now, I've only seen clips of some of these things. Now, I don't know how true this is. I don't, you know, it's, it's on the Internet. It must be true, right? Uh, <laughs> That's but, right. No, I mean, they have like these ridiculous rules where if a fan catches the ball in the stands, it's an out, stuff like that. Oh, for baseball? For baseball, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have. Yeah, the Savannah Bananas, 
are an amazing story. They were a minor league team that just didn't have any, there was no interest in them at all. Right. They've essentially given up their minor league status and now they just tour the country, kind of like the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Right. But right. they make baseball really, really fun, and they sell out everywhere they go. Yeah. They've got one where they put three pitchers up there on the pitching mound, <laughs> but only one of them has a ball, and the batter has to try to hit it. I mean, it's so fun to watch. <laughs> we should That's look wild. into that. Yeah, that would be It would be probably really drive fun. me crazy, but I think for no, one I night, it would be No, I think that would be, be fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah, I'm so gonna go, I'm going to go to one as soon as... I'm near a Savannah banana. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. So none, none of your rule changes are like that, though. But, of course, the next thing that I think of is where did you both lie with the new Major League Baseball rules? Or we could talk about the new taking the kickoff away, essentially. Well, I, if, if you want to talk about Major League Baseball, we did discuss it in one episode. Okay. But we didn't focus on the pitch clock. That's what Tony is so interested yeah. in. Yeah. Right, right. Instead, we focused on two changes that we think are going to make the game really fun. The first is eliminating the shift. Mm-hmm. The eliminating the shift is simply going to put more people on base. Yep. And right. that's really what I th- where I think the fun in baseball is, is mm-hmm. putting people on base. Yeah, true. And then making the bases bigger is actually going to result in more stealing. Not because the bases are a little bit closer together, but because the bases are bigger so that a baseball player has more room to find a spot that's not being guarded on the right. base. Right. You add that with the three dis- or the two disengagement rule, and I think stealing's going to be We've already seen stealing. Oh, yeah, up. absolutely. Yep. And it's going to make baseball more fun to watch, more like it was in the 80s. Yeah. And I think that's a better game. Yeah, I haven't been to a live game yet to see it, except last year we were at Lachiserie night, yes. and that's that was the first time I had seen the pitch clock, Yep, because that was minor league, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was really interesting. I didn't understand it at first, because you know I didn't understand the whole, well, it's this amount of time if there's no one on base, it's this amount of time if there's a guy, right. on, you know, that kind of stuff. Now that I kind of understand it a little bit, it definitely makes the game move along, for sure, which I like. Oh, yeah. There are some moments where I'm like, eh, but... We do get some crazy ideas from listeners. We had a listener who sent in an idea that'd be so much fun. Of course, Major League Baseball would never do it. But he proposed a rule change that if it was if there were two outs and there were a pop-up into the outfield, that instead of just catching the ball and the runner being out, the runner would try to run all the bases <laughs> before all of the outfielders or all the fielders could get into the dugout. So there would essentially be a foot race. <laughs> and... and and if you think about that, that would be so much fun to watch. That'd be hilarious. Well, that sounds like we, something this event of bananas should do. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like that. Yeah. Wait, I love that. We, we dug into the numbers on the show and and determined exactly how you would have to set that rule up to make it work. I know Major League Baseball will never do it. Oh my gosh! But I'll tell you what: if I was a, if I was running a minor league conference, I would think about doing it. Um, just to get on the local news every night. Yeah. Today. Yeah, but could you imagine the first person that got hurt, like diving into the dugout to like, because they could. <laughs> well, you win know the that's game? funny because that's exactly what we addressed. We changed his rule, oh, so okay. that all they had to do was get across the foul line. Oh, okay, oh, gotcha, okay. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff so like we that. worked it out. So the timing works where occasionally someone can run the bases before everyone gets out. Gotcha. But normally, you gotcha. can still get them out. That's anyway, so stuff funny. like that. Yeah. Kind of no, it sounds interesting. I love so, that. Again, Has anyone it, addressed, because um, I always thought there should be like a 1-1 count if they're in extra <laughs> innings. Go to 1-1 count. One ball, one strike. As a pitcher. There you go. Ugh, 
No, no, sorry. <laughs> they do it in softball oh, in Central I hate Park. It. I hate it. So. <laughs> all right. Well, Littles, it's called the Competition Committee. Check it out. We're all Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We'll put all that in the show notes. But there's one more thing about it. Now, you said you do a weekly game. Yeah, we've got a game that we play. Okay. Uh, one of our games is called Highly Leveraged True or False. And, of course, we do it about sports things. Now, if you're up for it, Chuck and Roxy, I wrote one specifically for your show, specifically about Tony Kornheiser. We're so so we could play this game and see how it goes. <laughs> I say let's do it. I say I'm screwed. Chuck is going to be No, fine. no, I think I'm screwed because you're the tiny. You're going to get away with it. Like, if I screw this up, I'm done. You, you mean like beginner's luck? <laughs> this is true-false. No, what I'm saying... All right, yeah, no. I'm saying it doesn't matter. You're you're the cute one. Everyone's going to love, not care what you do. Okay. okay. All right, let's let's do one or two. Let's see how this goes. Okay. Be Roxy, gentle. pick a number from one to eight. Four. Okay, you picked four. This is true or false. Vince Gilligan, who later went on to create Breaking Bad, wrote episode 20 entitled Checkmates of Listen Up. Now, before you say true or false, you're going to leverage this by giving it a four if you're very confident in your answer or a one if you're not very confident. Can we give it a zero? <laughs> you, you can give it a one, two, three, or four. You okay. have to use up all those numbers. I'm going to give it a two. Okay. Well, you're just feeling, she's feeling lucky. And I'm going to say true? That is not true. <laughs> so what does that mean? I lose, I'm at negative two points or something? You're just zero. Okay. <laughs> Figures. Chuck. Pick a number from. I would have never got that, just for the record. Well, I might have. I would have guessed because yeah, I have no idea. That's what I don't I even did. know what you're talking about. Yeah, so who 50, knows? 50 50 shot. I know, but okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go two. Okay. You pick number two. When Mr. Tony was on Monday Night Football, he turned down a clothing sponsorship from J.C. Penney's that would have included his own line of clothes. True or false? No idea. Do I have to, now I have to give it a number, right? Right. If you if you have no idea, right, I'm going to say one, one, and I'm going to say false. You are correct. All there right. you go. But I guessed. I guessed. One nothing, Chuck. I'm kicking your butt, Roxy. Of course you are. All right. Roxy, pick a number from one to eight. Don't pick two, and don't pick four. Seven. Seven. In the ESPN radio days, Mr. Tony infuriated Linda Cohen, regularly calling her old twelve toes, and twelve toes the hard way. Seven on one foot and five on the other. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a three, and I'm going to say true. And you are correct. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, so now I'm in the lead. You are in the lead. It is three to one. Yes. All right. I think you're cheating. Chuck, pick <laughs> a number one to eight. Don't pick eight. two. Eight. eight. Okay. Rich Eisen told the famous B. Arthur joke during an internet broadcast commercial break, but never on the actual radio broadcast. Uh, I mean, I know the joke. I'm going to say two points, and I'm going to say false. No, he did tell it on, an, uh, on a commercial break. Oh, I got... Oh, well, if you misunderstood me, what did you mean to say? Well, I meant, I know he did it on during the break, but I thought you, you asked if he actually did it on the air as well. Okay. No, then I'm going to give it to you. Oh, you got okay. it right. Okay. okay. I worded it. I worded it oddly. Oh, so okay. I'm, All right. Yeah, no, no. I remember that. I, yeah, it's, it's, okay. I'll, so I'll I'm tell Roxy it. later. So it is now three to three. Oh, tie. Roxy, you can pick one, three, five, or six. Six. Number six. Back in the day, Mr. Tony would call for an internet jihad against people who had offended him. 
these jihads often overwhelmed his enemy's email, forcing them to change their email address. I'm going to give it a one and say <laughs> false. I'm sorry, it is true. They would destroy people with those internet jihads. Wow. Okay, so do I lose a point? No, no. Nope. You're okay, still, you're great. Still three to three. Great. All right. You Maybe can we could try one. to just make this a tie. Go yeah. ahead. I'll go <laughs> number one. Number one. Number one. Before making a name for himself in the sports media industry, Mr. Tony pursued a career in stand-up comedy. I'm going to say, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I was going to say I want four points for this. Eh, go for it. What do you I'm got? I'm going to say three points, false. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. You should only get so, half credit for it. No, go ahead. No, perfect. Okay, so I have number three left and number five left. I'll take five. Number five. When Mr. Tony was selected for Monday Night Football, the two other candidates considered were Joe Theismann and Dan Fouts. I'm going to say four and say true. That is correct. Whoa. Seven. Seven to six. There's only one left. Pressure's on. All right, Chuck. So do I go? I'm going to go. All right, go ahead. Yeah, you have to go four. That's all you have left. No, anyway. I know, but I, I'm debating. Do I go for the tie? Do I go for the win? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Tony published The Baby Chase, a book about black market adoptions in 1983. Wait, read the full question again. Mr. Tony published The Baby Chase, a book about black market adoptions in 1983. Okay, I'm going to go two points and say false because he didn't publish it. He wrote it. Or is that the same thing? Okay. And it might not be well, 1983 anyway. That's the other part. I don't, I'm not well, sure. Well, I, would, I wouldn't do that to you. That would be an ugly trick. Oh, okay. All right. You know the answer. I probably state that this game may be in protest because I used the word published <laughs> when, in fact, he wrote the book. Well, you know so what? Maybe he did self-publish it. Maybe. Not, maybe. I mean. I'm it, going to give that to okay. you. Okay. All right. The only reason, because so, I recently finished it. For the, I finally read it for the first time about two months ago. Yeah. And yeah, because I couldn't, well, you can get a copy, but it's like a lot of money. I really, mm -hmm. I'm dying to get my own copy. Mm -hmm. I would really love just to complete my collection yeah. of his books. Well, we've never had anyone have a perfect score before. Chuck, you did it. 10 I, to whoa. 7. Wait, You wait. both are very, very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you got to have us on your other podcast, see how yeah. we do, see? Now, <laughs> see how we do there I, with I do questions. have one bonus true or false. Okay. That I'm going to let both of you answer. And I think because you have expertise in this field, you really better not get this wrong. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Tony received a Tony nomination in 2002. He was <laughs> recognized for his work as a co-writer in the Broadway play, The Great Game. I never, I don't know, unless this is oh. a trick. No, I'm sure we would have heard about this a bazillion Chuck is going to say false. I'm going to say false. I'm going to say true. It is false. Okay. But chat... <laughs> The AI company gave the AI software gave me that as a fact, and I had to look it up. Nah. Interesting. It. He'd, he'd be talking about that all the time because he talks about the Tony Awards. That's He's never true. mentioned that in that's the years I've been So that's so. not true. Chuck, I am very impressed. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And Roxy, <laughs> I'm pretty impressed Thank with Seth. When Greg Garcia came on, you know, when he was doing Margaritaville talk, you'd yeah. have been like, well, you know, Greg, I have that's a Tony right. nomination. That's you know, blah, blah, true. Blah, you know, that's kind of thing. true. So, yeah. That would have happened. Yep. So. All right, Chuck, you win. Anyway. All right. Well, well, that was fun. We don't have much time left, but we have to get to our fun, dumb questions. Yes. I hope you're okay with that. I'm ready for it. All right. Here we go. Roxy, what do we got? If you could be an Olympic athlete, in what sport would you compete? 
this isn't a very clever answer, but I would like to be a mountain biker, which would make me a much better mountain biker than I actually am. <laughs> it would also make me much younger than I am. So I would like both of those. Okay. Things. okay. Great. That's a good one. How about what's the one movie you love so much that you know you will be best friends with another person just by them loving it as well? She's having a baby with Kevin Bacon. Right, 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 right. That's the 80s movie, Roxy. Okay. Before she was Long born. Time ago. Was that Ali Sheedy that started that with him? I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. Yeah. I remember Kevin Bacon, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. All right. What's next, Roxy? What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? Boy, this is tough. I, I think I'm going to go with the internal combustion engine. Although it's creating lots of havoc right now, mm-hmm. boy, without it, we never would be where we are right now. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All yep. right, but more importantly than that, though, if you could shoot one condiment out of your finger, what would you want it to be? Well, I've thought about this question a little bit, and it's it's a little worrisome. I'm I'm concerned about my ability to keep the finger clean. <laughs> <laughs> if that it was might like become not fairly... something you had to worry about, what would it be? Well, so, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna let it count, I'll I'll pick uh, pico. I'm okay. I'm really fond of that. I mean, I instantly, of course, went to our last question that we'll be getting to. And I'm thinking, well, you could just make sure it came the other hand. Or, oh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> before we get there, though, let's do some uh, quick rapid fire, Roxy. Coke or Pepsi? <laughs> Diet Pepsi. Okay. All right. Brady Bunch or the Partridge Family? Partridge Family. Star Wars or Star Trek? If you asked me when I was young, I would have said Star Wars. But now I'd say Star Trek. Okay. Oh, interesting. Cool. Okay. Fair. Cool. All right, Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, JJ, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. This has been so much fun and for having a game ready for us. I know, that was awesome. Yeah, that was amazing. So listen, take a second now, plug everything and tell everyone how they can get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with. Well, I'd love people to listen to my podcast, The Competition Committee. We're not really competition for the Littles podcast. Oh, that's okay. Bring it on. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm worried about my ability to beat you, so that's why I'm not competing with you. Like you said, totally different different area. (laughs) Totally different. It's one of those things that if you like it, you're going to like it a lot. If you you don't like it, you're not going to like it. Yeah. Give us a try. Once you listen to us, you can find out how to connect with us there. Okay. Competition committee. But you said you're on Facebook, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So we'll look you up there too. But uh, And we'll put all that in the show notes for you. And thanks again. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Well, I spent my whole life as under. And about 10 years ago, I married a woman, a woman that I'm now related to by marriage, who insists on over and I save my battles for something else. Okay. <laughs> happy Smart. wife, happy life. <laughs> there you go. Thank that's, you. That's excellent. Well, thanks, JJ, again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate it. Okay, thanks. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. This is Alex Budin from the Jukebox Bar and Restaurant in Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, JJ, for coming on to Meet the Littles. That was a fun little game he had. Oh, yeah. I mean, I kicked butt. Just saying. You what? I said I kicked butt. Oh, I thought you said I ed butt. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? I, I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> some people might have a theory. but Okay, speaking of ed butt, let's get back to where we were. Okay, 51, right? Uh, yeah. So we left off at the end of meeting. Well, we didn't meet Joe. 
We didn't meet the prez. No, but, but, but the end of PTI. <laughs> we had to like sneak out the back door. Right. Yep. Okay. So continuing on, we, we then go to freshen up to get ready for Mingle Fest. Yes. Okay. Now, this is the real, I, I'm going to say this is the real first event for Sid. Okay? Yeah. 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 Now, this had special meaning because <laughs> understandably, she was kind of excited to head down. When's the last time you were in D.C.? It was a while, right? It was, yeah, almost two years ago. Oh, just two? Okay, oh, yeah. I thought it was more than that. But come to find out, Sid's like, oh, if you don't mind, while we're down there, I have a cousin, and I'm going to try to get in touch with him. Yeah. And we're like, of course. And of course, we said, Invite listen, him. we understand you might not want to do this, but he's <laughs> welcome to come to any of these events. Yeah. This is not just for littles. Yeah. Okay. And so you were like, okay, I'm going to invite him. So yeah. now let's go. Let's get to what was it? Uh, I feel bad. I don't remember the name. Is that the Crown and Crow? No, that was no, that Recessions. Was recessions. Yes. Okay. So we go to Recessions in DC and we actually went separately. Yeah. So yes. we got there. We were there before you, I think. Yes. But you get Just there. Just a few minutes before me. I and, yeah. And, and tell us what you look. This, what you see. This is amazing. I walk in and I see my cousin Zach at a table with a bunch of littles. He's eating dinner. He's chatting. <laughs> and I knew he got there about a half an hour before me. Uh-huh. And I explained a little bit of what the event was. Actually, I didn't give him too much information, but okay. found out that Claire, shout out to Claire, who was so kind. Episode one. Claire greeted Zach when he was there and he was there by himself mm -hmm. really before anybody arrived and made the connection that he knew me. Right. So she got him set up, I mean, with drink tickets, with yes. introducing him to people. <laughs> Love it. And I was so impressed that, and he'd only been there for maybe half an hour and you would have thought they'd all been talking for hours. Right. When I walked That's in. That's amazing. Yeah, he was I, like in the thick of oh all yeah. the little. My first thought was, oh, who's this new little? I was like, who's little? this guy? We're going right. to have to get a number for because yeah. we've never seen this guy. Yeah. And he's a young kid. So yep. I got excited. I was like, oh, a youngin. Like, oh, well, we don't get many of those. <laughs> no, we don't. No, no we don't. Levels. It's funny. I get those numbers on the, the Anchor and the Spotify yeah. thing. I see what the age group of listeners <laughs> and, you know. It's like 18 to 22 is like the one of the lowest, yeah, percent of our listeners, mm -hmm. you know. So yeah. I, we understand that, of right, course. right. So anyway, so he had a good time. He did. I got yeah. to talk to him. We got a to lot. talk to him a little, yeah. Really nice kid. Oh my gosh, he just oh, finished his wonderful. internship. Right? He did. Yeah. Yes. So he was flying back home the next day. Wow. So caught him on his last day. I'm there. so glad you got to. Yeah, meet yeah. Up and say yeah. It was so nice. Stuff. But that again just goes to show what I mentioned initially, my impression of the littles, how wonderful and welcoming they are. That just the way they were took him in, yeah, 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 yeah. The way they right. were with Zach, it was wonderful. Absolutely. So next, we find out that Sid met her new best friend, but not really because you'd already met, but you didn't know it was going right. to be a new best it, friend. It blossomed. It blossomed. It blossomed into a best friendship. It was like oh, that night. Yes, yes. Okay. yes. And that all happened. How many shots? Like what? What are we talking no, about? No, not even. <laughs> not even. We were. It was just maybe one drink in. I mean, that yeah. was at the beginning of the night. Yeah. And yeah. I was able to catch up with Liz after kind of really not getting to know her too much the night before. Right. And I think I, it started with me kind of. I don't think fangirling is the term, but their youngest daughter. <laughs> you were a little fangirling. I was fangirling. Over I mean, there. I don't yeah. blame you. Yeah. Eighth grader. She's so cool. Her Lauren is the coolest kid, yeah. and she plays hockey. Hockey, hockey player. Swimmer. Yeah. And she's just really cool. And yeah. I was like, that was that's how that's what I wanted to be in eighth grade. Uh huh. And yeah, then we just hit it off. So yes, Liz, hit it off so I have went to the kids' swim meet the I next did. day. <laughs> And won $10 off Roop Sharma, episode yes, 48, in Taboot. He because didn't think I was going to do it. Yes. So. Or, because it was yeah. really late. And he's like, it you was. ain't going. He's like, you're not, you're not going. going. I said, no, the whole night. He's like, you're not going. If I, if I say I'm going to the swim meet, I'm going to the swim meet. <laughs> and then, 
<laughs> she meets Jerry Negrelli and his wife yes, at the said swimming. At the swimming. How it's yes. so crazy how these yeah, things happen. I, I love knew it. I knew that because Smitty Scoop in his interview had said his kids do swimming and stuff together. Right, yeah. together. Soccer, yeah. I think, maybe mm-hmm. hockey too. I don't know. Yeah. But so I just thought that connection. was hilarious. That so. was so cool. Okay, yes. so we're at there. Then all of a sudden Claire's like, We're leaving. Now, mind you, about ten minutes before Claire yells, We're leaving, we got to catch up with Bill Isaacson. Yes. Bill Isaacson, episode 60. He's there and he says to me, he goes, are you guys going to the Palm? Because that's where we're going next, the Palm. Okay. And I was like, yeah, we're going to go. He's like, come with me right now. Yeah. And I was like, uh. He's like, grab Roxy. Okay. (laughs) He's like, grab Roxy, pay your tab, come with me. Trust me. Now, Bill Isaacson, you know, he knows what, he knows what's going on. Yeah. He's seen, right? Right. So even the bartender at the Palm, after we got there, he's like, you're a pretty smart guy because I see what happened here. <laughs> so what was happening was he's like, you're coming with me. We're getting there early so we can get to the bar, order our drinks and some food so that and by the time ready. these other 40 some people get there or 50, whatever it was, he's like, we're already we're going to be there and we're already going to have our food. So <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was amazing. And, and of course he's so generous. He's yeah. Just like, it was also really nice to have a, like a private moment with him and yeah. catch up and oh, absolutely. you know, yeah. he's and, great. So but then he's like, order some food. And I was like, well, are you sure? I'm like, I have to get the chicken parm. Yeah, I right. Like, I mean, the hello. Yeah, the size of your yeah. head, as Tony says. <laughs> I mean, the same as the meatball. Oh, the, you got the meatball. I got the meatball. I forget what he got some other stuff. He got a uh, fishy, some things. kind of fishy things. I don't know, <laughs> but no. So I got the chicken parm, but it was so big. I mean, it, it turned out great because he was oh, so good. He was really nice. He's like, here, let's get. We got like ten plates, and I started cutting up the chicken parm yep. to like bite-sized pieces. So we're handing them out yeah. as the littles are coming in. We're handing them out to right. people. Right, I did the same because it was meatball. too much. Yeah, it was way too the much. Meatball for me was to eat. the size of probably bigger than my bigger fist. than your fist definitely yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah it was huge it was so good too um and then sid strolls in finally like 25 minutes later <laughs> well while you're both enjoying those amazing meals roop was forcing me to take shots oh so. that's where the shots came okay yeah we were texting with i forget who we were texting you said something someone grabbed sid and i was like make sure sid gets to the palm i think bobby and <laughs> I feel back both we were her. like yeah bobby yeah. and roop both were like we got her don't worry clearly okay <laughs> i was with my new best friends so yeah all right so then we get through that and then that was it pretty much for the night except then we all go back to club 820 <laughs> now when we say what club 820 is well it's just ed butt suite yeah ed butt <laughs> episode 51 i mean everyone knows this yeah. they've heard enough stories about yeah. jingle fest he always gets a suite he, it always turns Such into club 820 okay <laughs> well the big thing about this was that I'm sure you might have seen it on your Facebook or your Twitter pages. Shy Bear Brewery. Yes. They came out with a Summer of Littles beer. Yeah. Okay. It's an extension off of the La Cheeserie beer. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And that's Jason, episode 201 from Shy Bear Brewery, right? Yes. Okay. He generously, first of all, he brought the beer down to Calvert Woodley. Yep. But he generously gave us a keg. A keg. Not us. The Littles. Oh, uh, yes. A keg, a keg of the beer to Claire and Ed. And so they then moved it to Club 820 and it was in Ed Butt's bathtub. Yes. Okay. So big shout out there. That was very generous. And so we all got to try this new beer. It was mm-hmm. really good. It was delicious. Yep. And so then we were just hanging out there. I don't even remember what time it was when things cleared up. No, I don't uh, know. But you like had another because you eat. What? Like two in the morning. Oh, at least. Yeah. At least. And then, you know, luckily we could we knew we could sleep in on Saturday. Yeah. Because oh, I know there were some things going on Saturday, but that yeah. was glorious. Okay. I Roxy really needed that sleep. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'm trying to think we, we all had these shout outs that we wanted to give. Yeah. 
And I mean, I'm just trying to think. I'm going to get some of mine out of the way. Of course, Dean in Damascus, episode 53 for the hospitality. Yes. I have Smitty Scoop for the hospitality. And he, he heard on the episodes that I'm reading more. So he had a Yogi Berra book <laughs> yeah. uh, that he gave me. So I'm going to have to check that out. Smitty yep. Scoop, episode 62, Smitty Scoop. Uh, and then we had the same one. I'm going to let you go first. Kim Wilson. Two L's. Yes. Episode Kim. 36. Yes. I loved meeting Kim. And I'm so impressed because right now Kim is doing a half marathon oh. in every state. That, that's yeah. what that I had. That's that was yeah. exactly my... I was going to shout out for running and finishing. The more yes. she finished. So yes. she had her, she got her fourth state knocked out this weekend. Love yes. it. And she's and on a quest. She's she going to do every state in the next seven years. Yes. That was the yes. idea. That's so she was so still, great. She was still hanging out with us late on well, Friday. Well, I was going to say, the and most I was impressive, so impressed. thing is, yes. is that wow. she's doing this during Jingle Fest right. weekend. Now. We're all sleeping in until 1030. Yep. She's on mile 11. Working yeah. her butt off. She's up early, knocking out that run. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. I love that she's doing that. Yeah. So yes, Absolutely. definitely shout out to Kim. Yeah. All right. So now the next fun thing for Roxy and I. Yeah. Okay. So we get this random email and it just says, this is DG. I'm on the roof at the pool. Come say hi. <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay. Great. So we finish up there. We go right to the pool. Mm-hmm. And of course he's, he's laying out at the pool. Oh yeah. So he's in his bathing suit. Yeah. No shirt. Yeah. Okay. So we come over, of course we get pictures, things yeah, like that. And right. I forget where they were on social media, but they were like, that's a great shot. Why is DG not wearing a shirt? Right, Whatever, right. You know, Stuff like that. So we hung out there. Then we got re- ready for the big event. Yes. And so DG said to us, he's like, hey, what time are you going over? Because he didn't know where he was going. So we said, we'll walk you over. We'll yep. get you there. Yeah. We got you. We got yep. you. And so we go over to Jingle Fest and just have the greatest time. We're, oh my gosh. It's same as always, but... So we all have things we want to say about. I mean, so Sid, this is your first Jingle Fest. Yeah. What What was that like? I mean, that was very exciting, and I found out that I'm officially considered a tiny. Yes, you are. <gasps> that yeah. was a big moment. Yes. I was very surprised about that. That's but exciting. also, this is again a, another shout out to Eric, episode four. Mm-hmm. Episode I, four. Yes. Eric Londrigan. Yes. I have an official third wheel drawing yes that's it's amazing it's amazing and he brought it to me that night had the original framed and so that was a really cool moment yeah so thank you so much eric yeah it was great i know it was so out of nowhere i was just like okay and the funny thing is he goes yeah the what are those they're not called third wheels are they what are those things called they're not trikes three wheelers three wheelers i think they're called is that Remember yeah. the toy? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't remember exactly what it, the official name, but he was like, that was the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so yeah. Yeah. So that was great. No, he did that great. was a great moment. Uh, some great moments from the night. Oh. Obviously, we've already kind of talked about it. Mark showing up. Yes. Nigel coming to the event yes. alone. And so yes, there is documentation. I think Lee Gordon posted a picture of the him historic moment yeah. when Nigel meets Chuck and Roxy. Or which us was, meeting him. More I, that's like what it. I was yeah. gonna say. I mean yeah. we got to meet Nigel. I mean he bent down on a knee for us. I, know, I went crazy. I got down on my knee. It was <laughs> great. It was great. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And he is as sweet as everyone has been oh, saying. Yeah. Well, so first of all, so gracious. And, t- and take the time. I and mean, he was there at least an hour, if not longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, of course, so many people are going up to him and yeah, I'm sure the guy just sport. wanted to like, have a drink but he's like <laughs> you know taking the time to meet the littles and yeah. talk to the littles and yeah. all that kind of stuff it was good. and then he he said a nice he, he made a little speech which was really nice yeah too. so and then of course we had the jingles but one of the other big moments of the night and I know it was big for him because he sent it to his wife and his daughter <laughs> DG got to r- 
to dance with Roxy. Yes. Now it was very sweet. He said, "If this song or this song comes on tonight, I'm da- I'm grabbing you. We're gonna <laughs> dance." And I said, "Oh, it doesn't really work like that because this is more like karaoke and jingles. <laughs> we probably won't hear those songs." But something did come on. You know, someone did start singing a song that kind of was along the style of. And so he grabbed my hand. He said, "Come on!" And so we danced together, and it was so sweet. And he was so proud of himself because he led a rocket. That's what he said. Aww. Yes. <laughs> he, he he told me he sent it to his wife and said, yeah. my life is now complete. Yeah. <laughs> I got it was to lead a rock really, and really special. And stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So that was really great. Yep. I think he had a good time. I think so. And, and what I think so. Nigel said on the big show yesterday is totally true. He's ordering pizza at 10 o'clock. He's like, I'm never in, b- he goes, I'm in bed by eight. Yeah. He's like, I'm like Tony. Yeah. He's like, I'm in bed nine at the latest. Here yeah. I is 10 o'clock and I'm ordering a pizza. He's That's like, what is happening too. in my life It right was now. very good yeah, pizza. It was mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. So, and I mean, then so much to get into. I, I don't even know how, I mean, we, there was a great raffle. We, we raised over a thousand dollars for Rocco's Warriors. Warriors. As you heard in the open, Sid won the piano. I yeah. won the piano. Now, I'm a little concerned about this because why was he raffling off his piano? I don't know. Tony Beast in episode nine. But it's in good hands. It's in great hands. It's in the WTFC podcast studios right now. Yes. Yes. And you want to go give it a tinkle, Sid? Oh, sure. (laughs) It's it's as if (laughs) Tony's here. (laughs) It's as if Tony Beeson was in our studio (laughs) right now. So that's great. I'm still like wondering, like, why was he raffling off? And it's autographed. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's really cool. So she won that. We won something. We won the basket. We, we won one. Of, there was four baskets yep. there, and they were just filled with tons stuff. of stuff. It was so now, good. Now, I'm just going to give the highlights. The only reason I wanted these baskets was because it had barbecue sauce in it. Yeah. Steve Osbel, episode two. Two. Oz the Great and Flavorful. Yep. I saw the bottles of barbecue we sauce. Like, I'm like, that's yes. where my tickets are going. Yeah. Now, I also <laughs> tried to get some of the Eric Lonergan drawings, but I never get yeah. those. I put, I, matter of fact, last year, I, I went all in on, yeah. on his drawing yeah. of the people in chatter, and mm-hmm. I didn't win. So this year, I, I was smarter. I split it all up, and yep. I did, because I wanted his coffee mug that Dina brought. Yep. She had a coffee mug of Eric's stuff, and then there were pictures. But he was, of course, very sweet and gave us some of the personalized originals, ones right. originals from like when he did the Friday fives and stuff. Yeah. So that was great. Yep. But we won a basket. We did. The other thing that was in the basket littles, it just made me laugh. I don't think you guys will get it, but it had a jar of Duke's mayonnaise in it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was freaking hilarious. I don't know who thought to put that in the basket. It was so good. And then I know Kim Wilson had some chips in there. Yeah. Now she told me about the barbecue. I don't know if she brought the other bag, which were ketchup Potato chips. Yeah. Now, I saw them today and I was like, what? Now you haven't even tried them. I haven't tried them. Because you're like, them. that sounds gross. I tried them. I tried, tried them that night. You tried them that night. Yeah. <laughs> now, what did you think? They were better than I thought. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I can go that far because ketchup should be the sixth food group. As far right, as I'm right, right. Okay? Mm-hmm. I put ketchup on everything. You do. This was a little weird for me, I, if I'm being oh, honest. Okay. So I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked <laughs> that I didn't love these potato chips. They were fine, okay. but I'm shocked right. that I didn't love them. All because right. I'll have to ketchup. try them. So it was interesting. But anyway, so there was a bunch of other, there was beers in there. Mm-hmm. And I think Smitty Scoop and I, because he won a basket too. So we swapped a couple beers. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. It was great. So Such a good idea. The gift bags and everything were so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things we auctioned off Sid's going to have to take a hike here in a few episodes yeah. or so. And the, and the other third wheels, Ritz and Simon and Tiny Chuck and yep. whoever, because we raffled off a, a third wheel a spot, third wheel spot yeah. for an episode of the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, the funny thing is, this is very hilarious. We're not sure who it is because we're pretty. Well, now sure, we're pretty sure. We're but this is what sure. went down. Yeah. They draw the name and it's Smitty the Scoop. Number. 
The yeah, they say the number. Episode sixty-two. They, he has the raffle ticket. He's like, I won, I won. I'm like, oh, congratulations. And then all of a sudden, Dina comes right. No, that's not who won. That's not who won. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what crap. do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> she goes, it was Neil in Rockville. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Now, full disclosure, Claire called us up for this portion of the raffle so we could be there to right. like, greet, you know, yeah. congratulate the winner and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So she goes, Neil and Rockville. And it's like, okay, great. So I'm trying to think quick on my feet. And I felt bad for Smitty Scoop. Right. Because, you know, here you think you want something. And then. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, well, what we'll do is we'll have Smitty Scoop on for five mediocre minutes for that episode. Yeah. And then Neil will be our third, third wheel for wheel. the full episode. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. We're good. And Neil wasn't there at yeah, that Neil point. Yeah. Neil wasn't there at the point. So he had to leave early and stuff yeah. like that. But anyway, so I'm sure someone would get in touch with him. Right. Or we'll get in touch with him. Yeah. However, but then, <laughs> then, then, uh, apparently they screwed up again. Dina, I think it was Dina. She said, oh, no, I don't think it was Neil in Rockville. I think it was Mo Warner. We think Maurice weren't Mo. Yeah. We think Mo. So we got to get it all so figured out. So we're like, whoa. And then it actually makes sense. We believe that it, the winner is actually Mo. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're, well, I want to make sure we get to the bottom <laughs> before we have to announce three more other winners. <laughs> you know, next well, thing, you know. Those are the only three names I've heard since Jingle Fest. So okay. I think, All right. I think, well, I'm just saying yeah, you never know. My process so. of elimination. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> we could go on for episodes and episodes oh about gosh. Jingle Fest. We yes. might have to. We might have to start the next episode finishing up. I think we pretty much touched upon everything. Yeah. We got to perform a couple jingles, which yeah. was nice. And we premiered the new one that Glenn Winters, Winters. wrote. Mm-hmm. And I think, I believe, two. 237 episode 237 the comedy tonight one and that yeah, was a lot of fun it was, it was really fun, fun to do something new so and great yeah it's, yeah, an it's awesome a good time job. so and of course obviously we have to give shout outs to jerry negrelli and joe arrow mm-hmm. and steve, steve lipton and and kj of course was there yeah. and, you know all the, all the jinglers all the original jingles yeah, yeah. yeah they were and, incredible you know and setting up the equipment and tearing it down oh my gosh. And all, uh, there's a lot that goes into it that i don't think those of us that just got to leave and go to the hotel right to go back to club 820 right you know when they all had to meet us there like an hour and a half later because they they were were cleaning up and striking Uh up the equipment and all that stuff i mean we did offer to help yeah they were like no no we got it we got it okay and before we get out of here we had one more quick request it was from dina damascus she sent us an email just saying please uh remind everyone to fill out the survey from jingle fest by wednesday so please do that how can you do that you go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. It'll be at the top. You'll see the tab. Just click on it. It's a Google form. It probably takes you no more than a minute to fill out. And get that in by Wednesday. We'd really appreciate it. Oh, and the end of the email, it says, and tell Sully that, no, it will not be in Boston. All right. Sadly, we have to get out of here. We do? I guess. Already? Sid, maybe Sid will play some more piano. Okay. And it'll cheer us up. But- <laughs> In the meantime, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything you need to know is right over there. Absolutely. And remember, if you do listen to us on Apple and iTunes, please, please, please give us a nice written review over there. Don't forget to head on over to our website, loyallittlespod.com, to give us our guest book entries. Yeah. Don't forget about those. Those yeah. are always fun. Mm-hmm. And of course, thank you, Sid, for coming on. Uh, once again and thank you for everything this weekend oh my thank gosh you for, for driving or yeah. lending your car yeah, well I mean, thank you thank you chuck for driving <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait a minute she didn't drive. No, i know i know i know but no seriously it meant a lot it was really fun to have you there yeah, oh gosh, yeah. thank you thank yeah. you for the invite and littles thank you again for being so welcoming this weekend it was so wonderful meeting everybody it's all we hear is sid this sid that i you know, know. Blah, blah, blah. ritz is gonna be so Jealous. Jealous. <laughs> but yeah, he got his Ritz. really cool. He did get thing his from cool. That was great. Yeah, yeah it was great. Mm-hmm. So anyway. All right. Well, most importantly though, remember, 
if you're reading books this summer, like I'm going to be now, I got this new Yogi Berra book and all this other stuff. Yeah. Where do you go, Roxy? Aaronsbooks.com and use the code just like my mom did. Oh, she did. She <laughs> did for my dad. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's really cool, Littles. You get this little cute La Cheeserie message yeah. back. Thanks so, for supporting the Littles. Yeah. So yeah. they acknowledge that they know a little use the code. So yes. that's always nice. And that's yes. good for us. Yes. So anyway. And remember, the most important thing is, though, don't forget to use the code LLPOD. That's the code. Bye. Oh, shit, Roxy, I'm sorry. podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.